computer. Hey, hey guys, Jennifer Hobbs here with Celebrate the Struggle. And I was so excited I could barely even push the button to push record because I get to be on here with one of my new mentors. And I say new mentors because I just came across Richard Kaufman right here. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him in a minute, but I just came across him and his, uh, he's on, we're on a veteran Facebook group. And so when I saw something pop up of his podcast, yes, I said it podcast. He is also a podcaster, but like big deal. Like you just launched your, your, your podcast February of this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're 89, 89 episodes in. Yeah. And already like ranked in the top 100 podcasts and then uh fun fact let's hear the south africa fun fact yeah we just some reason i just got a message yesterday that we hit top 55 on itunes in south africa for how to i didn't (laughs) even realize they listen to podcasts in south africa so south africa thank you yeah no doubt so Richard here, his podcast is called Vertical Momentum, and he's also known as the Comeback Coach. So I want to know more about that and how you got that title here in a minute. But Vertical Momentum has been exactly what I think I heard you refer to it one time on there. Like, you know, it's kind of, no, 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 I got it. You had said that of your guests that come on, because Vertical Momentum is really for everyone like you have not it's not just for a certain audience which I find really cool because like you had said like you learn every day when you come and I learn every day I feel like I need to pay to listen you know and that's there you go as a patron coming and but it's so enlightening all the different I will unsafely be driving and like making notes on my on a notebook because it's it's that insightful so enough about my formal introduction Richard tell us a little bit about you how did you know where do you come from um and where does that uh comeback coach uh nickname come from well I'll give you a quick down and dirty uh, I grew up very poor grew up to a mother that's a, that was addicted father left at three months old so we moved around a lot and never made a lot of friends. Had my first drink of alcohol at age 12, full-blown alcoholic by age 13. Uh, got thrown out of school, joined the military, became an alcoholic and a drug addict in the military. Uh, after two and a half years, Uncle Sam decided he didn't want me as his nephew anymore and booted my ass out. Uh, came back home, lived with mom for a while. Couldn't I couldn't re- reform to the to the standards that my mom and dad, you know, were trying to, mom got clean and now she's trying to live a good life and I was still out of control. So uh, I became homeless. I lived in my truck for about a year and a half, ate out of garbage cans, um, you know, did all the stupid stuff. I got locked up on uh, uh, New Year's Eve of 1989. I went to school, became a bartender, and finished at the top of the class, um, which is not a great place. If you're an alcoholic, it's not a great place to be a, an alcoholic bartender. But no, no. A, a police officer friend of mine uh, asked me to come bartend at his place. 
and I did, and everything was flowing great. Everything was going great. And till eight hours later, he showed up with the door with three of his friends coming to lock me up because I, I robbed the place. I gave away like $2,000 worth of free drinks, uh, pocketed like five grand. And he knew, you know, if I went to in front of a judge, I'm going to jail for five years for grand larceny. He saved my ass. And I wish I, I wouldn't know him now. I'd give him a big hug. I'd buy him dinner. But I wish I remembered his name. But he said, you know what? You're 20 years old. You know, back then I was still good looking. You know, 20 years <laughs> old, he said, he said, listen, you know, uh, if you go to jail here in Jersey, you're going to be somebody's bitch. He says, I'm going to save you that heartache if you could just get me my money back in 24 hours, which we did. I begged, borrowed. Um, but he said, you also got to go to 90 meetings in 90 days for AA. And I hit something like 300 meetings in a row. And I haven't had a drink since that day, 1989. Wow. Um, I, got back in, I got back in the military because the same day I, I got arrested, my uncle that helped bail me out made a smart ass comment. He says, you know what? I knew you would never make it. You're not a military kind of man. You don't have what's in it, what's in you. And it really ate at me. It really bugged me for months. I didn't sleep. So I eventually joined the National Guard. And uh, I was still had I was still having problems. Um, I had a big chip on my shoulder. Everything was about me. I didn't care about anybody else. I wasn't drinking, but I was still an asshole. Uh, but they uh, they were due to throw me out uh, at the end of September 2001. And the uh, what happened on that Tuesday morning of September 11th really changed my life and trajectory of my life. Because where I'm sitting right now, if I go sit on my front porch, I'm overlooking where the Twin Towers once stood. So we knew people that were in the buildings that day. And that's the day that I became a broken man. And and, uh, and I cried out to the Lord for help. So, you know, give me a second chance. You know, give me another chance to help people that can't help themselves. And that was the day that I, I, didn't, I didn't go to bed the same person that, that night that I went when I woke up that morning. So, I, obviously, they kept me, thank God. Thank, thank the Lord they kept me. Uh, within three years, I became soldier of the year, uh, non-commissioned officer. And then, you know, the last part of my story is... Uh, I get back in, I spend 20 years and freak accident. I get run over, uh, ran over. If everybody knows what a Humvee looks like, I was in a hum up armored Humvee. It ran over the right side of my body, ran over my head, caused me to have a ocular stroke and a traumatic brain injury. So sometimes if we're talking and I just kind of go off, it's because of my, my TBI. So, uh, mm -hmm. And the military says, you know, you can't see, you can't shoot. So they medically retire me out on uh, Memorial Day 2012. And that was the day I attempted suicide. Uh, thank God it didn't go through. Uh, the Lord, again, looking out for me. And that was the day, another part of my life when I just started uh, trying to decide who Richard was. Because I didn't know who Richard was. You know, after getting into military for the second time, it was all about being the ultimate soldier. It was all about being Sergeant Kaufman. I didn't know who Richard was and I was scared. And that was why I decided to end it all that morning, but thank God it didn't happen. So, and, and then by a chance meeting with a gentleman we all might know is 
he has a little podcast. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. Talked to him, had lunch with him, and he's the one that started the whole comeback, comeback coach thing. So mm-hmm. he's the one that started everything. But that's it in a nutshell, guys. We got to go. Bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Goodness. I know. Seriously, Richard. How am I supposed to follow up on that? I'm supposed to be in training over here as trying to figure out how to do this podcasting thing. I got not, I got no questions. Not really. I do got questions, but that was amazing. And what I, okay, I got to slow it down because I have, I tried to make notes so that I'm not a hot mess. Speaking of hot mess though, I appreciate your honesty so much because that is precisely what I would like from people getting their voices out on celebrate the struggle because I mean life is hard whether you're a veteran or a non-veteran whether you've come from trauma hardcore trauma or you know trauma can be measured isn't measurable you know there's so much different trauma or just struggle life struggle regardless I want people I want us to you know, just give space for it, identify it. And like, as you go through and you talk about all these years of like, just conforming to like, you know, at the time you were just trying to be a badass in the military, you know, even though you weren't drinking, you were still a jerk. And so it's crazy to hear like from dropout to drunk, drug, drug addict, thief, then soldier of the year, through all that you're still like almost like a a robot you know like and still just going through the motions until this life-changing what what so what was the specific and I may have missed it um I don't think I missed it I think you said it but like you again I like your honesty I have a, a traumatic brain injury as well and so I think you said it what was the specific moment where you feel like you or was there one because like for me I'm not sure I really have one like what what was the defining moment where you were no longer just like the non-drinking soldier of the year and like Billy Badass like what was the what was it that when you realized like you're a child of God and you're going to put the selfless service into more well, action what happened was if you if you guys are listening i want you to just put this in your mind um you know when 9 11 happened that morning um when it first was happening there was no editing there everything was live and they were sh- showing you know uh, they were pulling bodies out of the pentagon they were people were jumping out of the buildings and actually you would actually see them and hear them hit the ground now I'm watching TV here and all my stuff, because I got to turn it all in because I'm being thrown out for the second time, is sitting to my right. And I'm panning between both of them. And I just, something just broke in me because um, realizing that, you know, we knew people that were in the buildings that didn't come home. We didn't know at that time, but, you know, knowing that there were people that went to work that day that were fathers, husbands, children, grandchildren, and they didn't come home. And here I am taking my life for granted, you know, just enjoying life, partying, having fun, doing what I want to do. And I'm helpless 
because I can't help anybody. I couldn't even help myself. And something broke in me. And that's what I wrote in my book. I wrote, my, you know, that I became a broken man. And I actually broke down into my couch. And I actually cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, you've given me thousands of chances. Just give me one more. And I want to dedicate the rest of my life to helping people that can't help themselves. And thank God I called my company commander, my first sergeant, went in, had a meeting. Uh, they heard my bullshit before. They, they knew I was a, you know, BSer. But, uh, you know, I, I, even in the regular army, I got busted like six times in the regular army, four times in, in the National Guard. So they, they, they knew my, my BS, but they said they seen something different in me. And when I got home that night, I wasn't the same person that I was that when I woke up that morning, when I went to bed, I was a totally, totally different person. So I don't know what it, it's a God thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I, it's amazing when we identify how much um, we are in control of it and, and, and God or any, any spirituality, whatever you call it, who listeners, you know, whether you call it positive energy, the universe, God, like that hope, that hope right there, like, and to find out that, like, you actually have far more control over those. I love in the picture of your uh, podcast, Vertical Momentum, your shirt, I want to get it. It says, today, I decide. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just recently did a women veterans retreat with Lone Survivor Foundation uh, in North Carolina, which was incredible. I recommend to everybody to uh, sign up for the Lone Survivor Foundation retreat or the many other retreats and opportunities that are out there for post-traumatic growth and healing and, and those connections. But that, that statement on your shirt, like today I decide, you know, that was, that was a lesson learned over the weekend of that retreat, like identifying that. Um, and I already knew this, I already know these things. We know these things. We know that, you know, if I make bad choices, like that's on me, if I make good choices, that's on me, but really like, even just before the choices, like, where are you at? And being mindful of that, like, like being more in control of your life and like savoring it and enjoying it more. Well, like where the whole today I decide thing came. Um, I, I was on my friend Trey Michaels podcast. He has a podcast called forging life podcast. Mm -hmm. and, and it was the first time I ever talked about my suicide attempt. So I got done with his, uh, podcast got all emotional all broken up and then uh trey said you know what people need to hear that so i made a video i put it on youtube and it went viral and uh and then somebody was saying you know that they were leaving comments they're like you know this is what we need to hear um your story needs to be told there's a lot of people su suffering out there so i reached out to my friend uh ryan hunt and we actually put a mental health summit together called today i decide which was in uh, last april april 3rd and if somebody actually wants to attend the summit it's still online and it's free but that's when i was the opening speaker and the closing speaker and we had 10 different speakers talking about 
mental health, uh, resiliency, uh, and we had some great speakers there. Um, Robert the Warrior Strategist Garcia, Tammy Moses, Annette Wittenberger. So we had an all-star cast. And it, and that's when the whole Today I Decide thing came. Because that's when I realized that the most the three most important words in the English language are Today I Decide. Because once you make a decision, then all you have to do is act on it. Because, you know, we've all ran over squirrels. And most of the time, it's because the squirrel didn't make a decision to go left or go right mm -hmm. and got their ass ran over so they still made a decision but <laughs> yeah so that, my theory is you know once you make a decision like i know those three times in my life when i got locked up i can either said screw the cop i'm gonna i'll do my five years and be done with it i'm not gonna go to a meetings um that was one just today i decide moment you know then when then when 9-11 happened i could have just watched it on tv like a lot of people and just went on with my life. But I, then that was the today I decide moment. And then mm -hmm. the moment I did suicide, I jerked the car back and decided I'd rather be a father and a husband than a statistic. That's when another today I decide moment. So from in my life, everything is today I decide because it's all about making decisions. And we make thousands of decisions a day, but making the right ones at the right time is the important thing. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. I'm so glad I, I mentioned the shirt. <laughs> we have to make sure I made myself a note. We will make sure to put in the notes of the show, not only, you know, how to get a hold of you um, and your social media links, but the summit that you just mentioned. That's fantastic. Now, from what you have said on here, first of all, mind blowing. I'm so glad that I'm so glad you're a hot mess, Richard. <laughs> no, I am. I'm so glad you have all these different and I'm, and I'm glad you're here and that you've triumphed and that you're that you are sharing your story which is so powerful it it's powerful because that's going to help other people relate but I love that you have all this different types of you know from that you own it you know uh theft and alcohol you know not just alcohol but alcoholic and and drug addiction and getting arrested and everything because I that's I want people to know this is a safe space like this is how we grow we own this kind of well, stuff like, so you know, like like Grant Cardone talked about in his book 10x once you realize like anybody that's listening to this right now this is good you watch it on replay obviously but from now on everything that happens in your life, in your life is your fault yes Whether you know, whatever happened in your life, it's not your grandmother's fault, your grandfather, your mother, your father. Everything is your fault. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that, okay, I take ownership of everything that ever happened in my life. Now you can move on and start living your life. Once you start realizing that, okay, whether I fail, whether I succeed, it's on me. Mm -hmm. I can't win. And I think a lot of times, a lot of people, it's hard for them to get that fact. You know, but once they get that fact that, you know, like my, my, my mentor, Mr. Ed Milet always talks about, you know, things happen for you. They don't happen to you. Uh -uh. Everything is a teachable moment. So whatever's happened for your life, in your life, good, bad, or indifferent, it's happened for you. And like your show talks about, you know, my mess is now my message. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, oh, I love that. So I figured once you own it, once you start owning everything in life, things become a lot easier once you realize, yeah, you know, like I, I realized, you know, I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. You know, I was an asshole. I'm not that guy anymore. You know, mm-hmm. beautiful wife, my bride, my, my rock, my everything. I got three beautiful children. You know, I went from living in a car, eating out of garbage cans to living in a half a million dollar home. I'm not that guy anymore. You know, a lot of people just think, well, you know, they, they want to go back to the past. And I'm like, you know, going back to your past is like somebody robbing a house that you used to live in. You don't live there no more. Yeah. So why go back to it? I'm not that guy. Live on and move on. And a lot of people, I think they want to stay. They want to wallow in their shit. Oh, yeah. Of, you know? Oh, yeah. We just take that, take all that off of you and just throw it in the fire. We do. We did. I mentioned that because we did that at the retreat. It was awesome. So I, I know that you are a man of God and, uh, clearly you are so healthy, mentally healthy, like to be in a position where you are doing so much selfless service, obviously life isn't perfect. I know that you probably still have daily struggles, you know, life just as we all have, but for you, for yourself, what kind of, um, well, except for your beautiful bride, what kind of self-care or, um, maybe it's spirituality related things, what kind of two or three things do you like try to commit to doing every single day because you know that it has given you positive, positive feelings, positive energy. You know, like with my friend, John McCaskill, he's a retired Navy SEAL commander. He talks about how you're either you rule your routine or your routine rules you. So for me, it's kind of, um, Every night before I go to bed, I have my gratitude list in my my mind. I pray before I go to bed. Thank my wife. And I thank God for my wife laying next to me. And then when I wake up in the morning, you know, because I'm, I'm 80% blind, so it's starting to get a little bit better. But if my eyes open, then I'm having a good day. Mm-hmm. And that's when I wake up. I don't touch my phone for 15 minutes. I just go lay on a couch while my wife is starting her work. And I just, you know, take 15 minutes of thanks give thanks and just meditate. And, and that's how I start my day with, with gratitude. I, I start and end my day with gratitude. And then for me, um, I re, I was, I just did a post on LinkedIn. I got 13 books going right now. Wow. While I'm, I'm, I'm walking, uh, I do an hour and a half cardio walking every morning. I'm listening to audio books on audible. Mm-hmm. So I love them. I, that stuff that I do, I don't watch the news. I don't de- deal in any kind of negativity. I don't have time for it. I, you know, so that's some of the things that I, I try to do. I just try to stay grounded in gratitude, mm-hmm. um, realize blessings that I have. Because, you know, we all know those kids that are brats. They're, they're not grateful for what they have. And their parents don't want to give them anything. Where I give thanks for God and, and you know, for everything he's given me. So now I, he's liable to give me more gifts because I'm grateful for what I have. Yes. That's beautiful. I love that. Well, you told, you mentioned a lot of different things there. So, and it was all, I can relate to some of it and some of it's good advice, but 
I love the uh, like rule your routine because we all thrive on like structure and like I'm a hot mess if it's thrown off. So that right there is a really good way to start. So I have um, a question, uh, one last question for you. Um, well, unless I think of 20 others. <laughs> one thing, so throughout this last couple of years of doing a lot of self-reflection in myself and digging deep and, 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 and growing my relationship with God and listening to him more and, and feeling that he was taking me in the direction of changing the purpose of what I thought I was supposed to be on, you know, stepping away from teaching, um, in an elementary, you know, in elementary school. So with that being said, I've, I've really just learned that, um, it's all about mindset and really like to, if there's something you want to do, like just to know and hope and like, believe, make your dreams come true. So I want to know, and clearly you, um, you are, I would really enjoy being able to talk to all the people you talk to. So clearly you're already living like what I would call like a dream life, you know, but outside of that fantastic life, if money and resources weren't an option, like what are your hopes and dreams for other, other people, like if other people, I'm, I'm assuming it's for other people because I, I've listened to your podcast and I know that it's not going to be necessarily for Richard, but like your hopes and dreams, like what would you, cause I want people also that are listening, like to dream bigger, to, to not, um, to take all those things that you thought about yourself, you know, drop out, drug addict, alcoholic, take all those things, all those labels, get them off of you and, and recognize just how, badass you are and how resilient you are and so um even people who have achieved so much have have big dreams what it was one of yours uh, well this this may not sound if i could drink people think it's kind of crazy but uh, i like you know, crazy i had a lot of great mentors in my life and two of my mentors are two of my uncles well actually three of my uncles one um had a fourth grade education, but retired a multimillionaire. And when he passed, I wish I would have spent more time with him. But I had two uncles that I was really close to. One passed uh, early, he was young, and he was a Christian man. And uh, when he passed away, there had to be like three services. That's how many people showed up wow. to, because he changed those kind of lives. And then my other uncle, my uncle, um, he, he passed away at an older age. And when I was sitting in the audience at the funeral, you know, only the immediate family was there. There was no friends. There was no, you know, it was like five people there. And that's got me thinking, sitting in the funeral, you know, like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, always talks about your legacy is more valuable than your currency. Absolutely. And for me, I was wondering what is my funeral going to be like? Are people going to come up and talk to my wife and said, you know what? I was about to commit suicide, but I heard Rich talk and I pulled a gun out of my mouth and I went to go get help. That's what, and I want there to be 
you know, three, four services. Some people are going to show up just to make sure that I'm dead. But, um, you know, for me, it's all about legacy. It's all about changing lives. Like my, for my goal for this first 90 episodes was to um, help a hundred thousand people. Now we've had 120,000 downloads in mm -hmm. January. So now I upped it to, I want to help millions of people. So that's my oh, yeah. goal. My goal is just to help people um, and finance or whatever it'll, it'll come. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about that. But if you don't have your, you know, like John, I had John Lee Dumas on a couple of weeks ago. Now his podcast gets a million downloads a month and he's wow. generating $150,000 a month cash. But what he told me is, you know, you have to find out who your avatar is and you have to go an mm -hmm. inch wide, but you got to go a mile deep. So finding out who your avatar is and finding out who the person that I'm speaking to on every show, that's the person that I need to help and I need to change. And the funny thing is like, I have that picture in my mind, you know, of the person and their, their family. And I actually downloaded a picture from Facebook or something of a guy and his three wife and three kids. I don't know who they are, mm -hmm. but the guy that I'm talking to. So whenever I do a show like this or whenever I do my own show, it's tailored to that person to let them know that, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. we, got, we got your sick. It's, it's okay. Get help. So that's my goal is to save a million lives now. And it will happen. I just know that it will. I'm so glad you waited till the end of the call to make my eyeballs sweat. So I didn't just waste the makeup. <laughs> this has been phenomenal. You are phenomenal but i also think i also know that god is amazing because he creates people like you and i and the the purpose and the get the help the giving back i love it i um i'm excited for the million more people that you are going to help and Thank you so much for being a guest on Celebrate the Struggle. Struggle. This has just been phenomenal. Please let... Now, guys, now make sure that you check out, make sure you subscribe to Vertical Momentum because her episode is going to be dropping soon. Yes, yes. So, so just I'm make so sure glad you said it. that. Like I thought about yeah. it for the call, but absolutely. Um, that actually leads to the perfect spot because I wanted you to tell the listeners the name of your book and where to find you if they didn't already pick up on the vertical momentum. Well, the the book uh, got got the notification yesterday. Um, just hit number one on Amazon. Amazon substance abuse so for the second time. It's called a hero's journey from darkness to light. Um, now it's it's on sale now. Uh, well, it was on sale, but now it's it's back up to regular price. And 100% of the proceeds go to help veterans and first responders that are struggling with PTSD. I'm aligned with a group with a gentleman named Brian Gibson, uh, Project Die Hard 22. All the money goes to them. So I, I make no money off of my T-shirts, my hats, uh, anything that I do, I make zero dollars off on purpose. So if you guys would like to do that, pick up the book, check it out. And the last two chapters are what suicide really looks like and what addiction really looks like and not what you think it looks like. So it's a teaching book also.
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Definitely going to be scooping that up. All right. And then um, your, what social media are you on so that people can well, stalk you? Well, something that Gary Vaynerchuk taught me. I said, Gary, I'm not leaving here until you give me something that I can take home to use. He said, I want you to make yourself a hashtag. So if anybody goes to their toolbar, puts in the hashtag, the comeback coach, it'll come up on all my social media, everything that I do. And it's free, 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 free. Oh, yes. Free, 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 free. Speaking of, I have a lot of free, free, free questions about podcasts when we get done with here. But thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And I will see you on the flip side. Thank you for getting comfortable with the uncomfortable because that's what we need to do.